Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Thank you, my God. Lord, we just thank your name. You know, God has so much in store for his people. He has so much in store for each and every one of us. And the devil knows when God has something planned for us. He knows when God is about to bring us out of a situation or he knows when God is about to bless us. He knows before we know. And every time that you are on the path to serve God, you can guarantee that the devil is watching and he will be right there to try to deter you. But today we're going to be talking about the worst time. Because the worst time seems in your life that right before God blesses you, bad things happen. Right before God does something so big, the devil throws a huge fit and very bad things happen. We can go through all a whole lot of scriptures of right before God did something good, the devil did something bad. And it's even written that after the working of Satan and his line wonders, then God works. But he always gives the devil a chance to do something. And then he does something because the power of God is unlimited and it is stronger than anything. He has all power in his hands. We're going to be reading out of the book of Mark, the ninth chapter. I'll be reading that one. We'll be going to Mark 1, 11 through 13. And when you're at it after that one, then you're going to go to the 23rd verse through the 26th. Exodus 5, 22 through 23. Matthew 27, 45 through 52, and 1 Peter 4, 1 through 2. God has been so good to us. He has done the impossible. He has brought us a mighty long ways. It makes me excited to think back of where God has brought us from. It makes me excited to think back of the things that he's brought us through. Throughout our years, ever since I was a child, and to witness what God has brought us through is, is amazing. When, when our mother had a stroke, she had kidney infection, she had blood poisoning, she, you name it, and she, the list goes on and on. She got hit by a car and paralyzed, and the doctor said she would never walk again. And, and she walked in his office and told him, my God heals and was able to walk. When daddy stuck the dog in, uh, the saw in his leg and the blood was squirting out an inch every heartbeat and never got weak, never got dizzy and never went to the hospital because Jesus healed him. Those are the things that God has done throughout our lives and, and we can see it and, and know that God is great. And 
nowadays the devil is on a rampage and he is even worse now than he was then it seems and every time somebody is going to go to God the devil gets in the mix the devil tries to hinder everybody that's going to go to God if you think about it you go to church you feel the presence of God you want to go again the devil gets in the mix he doesn't want you to go to the house of God he doesn't want you to hear the truth because the truth will make you free and he will start all kind of rumors and accusations just to not let you go to see God because once you get to know God for yourself, it doesn't matter how saved a preacher is or a pastor or the leaders of the church or your parents, it doesn't matter how saved they are. Once you get to experience God for yourself, that's when God begins to really work in your life, is when you have that experience. Your mom, your dad, they can pray and God does have a lot of mercy because they are praying for you, but nothing really happens until you go to God. And when you go to God, you get that experience and the devil tries to hinder that. We're going to the book of Mark, the ninth chapter, starting at the 17th verse. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came upon him? And he said, of a child. And often it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more unto him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead in so much that they said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. Sometimes when you go to Jesus, the devil starts acting crazy. See this man, in order for you to get help from God, you have to go to God. But you can't go to God unless God calls you. And when God calls you and you hear that little voice on the inside, saying you should change your life, you need to do right, you probably should change. And that curiosity begins to build up inside of, I wonder what God is, who God is, what he can do. And you begin to get curious and you want to know more about God. And so you begin to go to inquire of God. And when you get to Jesus, the devil knows that too. And he begins to act crazy. He begins to torment you. He begins to make things look so bad. It make, He makes things look like it is impossible that if you choose this life bad things will happen he began to torment this young man 
and he threw him on the ground and he began to foam at the mouth and it looked like it was impossible and oh man don't go to Jesus or I will hurt you but that man he had somebody that would pray for him we had somebody that would pray for us and we could be that somebody that will pray for that one that is going through something and when the devil began to tear him up when Jesus did tell him to come out right before that man was set free the worst thing happened the bible says that the devil tore him up so bad till people thought he was dead just because bad things begin to happen to you when you go to god doesn't mean stop it means continue because something good is about to happen god is about to deliver you from something that you have been tied down to for so long the bible says he was that way from a child but when Jesus was on the scene, that devil already knew he had one choice and that was to leave. He knew he couldn't stay. So he started trying to act strong and torment this child. But that didn't stop Jesus from doing something. Don't let bad situations in your life cause you to turn around from God. Let those bad situations cause you to go even closer to God. Because when Jesus speaks in your life, things will change. Things will happen. That man was about to be set free. He was about to be cured. And when Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. He was about to get the biggest blessing of his lifetime. And the devil wrecked him so bad until everybody said that he was dead. Don't let the devil wrench you so bad till you give up on God. When bad things begin to happen, that's when we need to go to God even more. Because something good is right around the corner. What would have happened? If the devil would have tore that man up and he would have said, I can't get too close to Jesus, this hurts. And his dad would have said, you know what, coming to you was a mistake. And would have took that child and went on about his business, that child would have never got healed. That child would have been tormented to the day that the devil did kill him. But because that man stayed right there, it might look bad, but I will stay at the feet of Jesus. No matter what I go through, the church could look bad. I could hear all kind of things, but I will stay in the presence of the Lord. And when the devil torments you, if you just stay with Jesus, what happened to that young man? He was set free. Because when Jesus commanded, although the devil did throw a little fit before he came out, he still had no choice but to leave that man alone. And that man was delivered. He was set free after he suffered a while. He was set free. He was good to go. Don't let our situations hinder us from staying in the presence of God. We're going to Mark 1, 11 to 13. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit driven him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness forty days into the sea. And was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered unto him. See, immediately he was tempted. Right before Jesus can start his ministry, 
Before Jesus could do something good, he was tempted of the devil for 40 days straight. And I'm pretty sure that the devil wasn't tempted in one time per day. I'm pretty sure that the devil was nonstop as much as he could to get Jesus to turn because he knew if Jesus goes through this, he will be able to preach the gospel and to do all these miracles. But if I can get him to stumble, I win. He tempted him for 40 days right before Jesus can start his ministry. He had to go through something. The Bible says that we need to arm our minds likewise. Because when we stop sinning against God, that is when the fight begins. He says when you are being afflicted, that's because you have ceased from sin. When you begin to turn your life to God, the devil's not going to let you do it easy. He's going to try to stop you. But just because he throws a fit and he looks all strong and bad doesn't mean turn away from God. That means get closer because God is a consuming fire. So anything that is not of God will be consumed. So if you can just believe and hold on, everything that is not like God will be gone. It will leave you alone. We're going to 23 through 26. And there was in the synagogue a man with a spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou coming to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. See, there it goes again. Right before this man is going to be delivered, the devil does the same thing. He kind of like wants to go down swinging. If I'm going to have to get out, I'm going to take you with me. But the good news is he can't take you with him. The good news is, is he cannot take you with him. He may try, but he will fail every single time. Because what did Jesus say? All that God has given me, I have lost none. So it doesn't matter how bad it looks. The devil cannot take you with him. He has to leave. He has to leave. He might do something before he goes. He might torment you before he leaves. He might even make you look like you have nothing before he leaves. But if you hold on, he has to leave. He cannot stay there and he can't take you with him. When he hears the commandment of Jesus come out of him. He can't stay. And he tore this the other man up. He really tore him up too. But he came out. Right before God is about to do something big, the devil also tries to do something big. But he never wins. If we just hold on, we're going to Exodus 5, 22 through 23. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he had done evil to this people. Now that has not delivered thy people at all. It's not only when you turn to God. It's when God has a plan for you as well. See, the children of Israel, they, they were in Egypt, and they were slaves, and they had hard bondage. And, but they were kind of like used to it. It was their life that was what they did. And so they just lived their lives. But when God had a plan for them, and it's time to bring them out. Why? Because God said he heard their cry. He heard how hard the bondage was. He heard what his children were suffering. He heard their cry. And when we are here and we begin to cry out to God, although tears might not run down our face, but he hears the heart cry.
Christ. And when he sees what the devil is doing to his children, and he sees what kind of bondage we are in, and he sees the pain that we are suffering, he also wants to go and deliver his people. But every time he's about to deliver his people, the devil acts crazy. And when the devil acts crazy, people turn around and leave God. They don't want to go to church no more. They don't want to be a part of that because it looks dangerous. But let me tell you something. Those children of Israel, God didn't go to those children of Israel. He sent somebody. Sometimes God will send you to go preach to somebody. And when you go, when you approach and you begin to tell somebody about the good news, the devil will also get in their life to make it look like as soon as he got here, everything bad began to happen. But as long as he wasn't here, everything was okay. So as soon as Moses goes to the children of Israel and he began to talk to the children of Israel about how God was going to bring them out of this bondage and give them this land of prosperity, a land flowing with milk and honey, when he began to tell them the good news, Pharaoh got crazy. And Pharaoh went and made things even worse for them. He made it so bad until they didn't want to listen to Moses no more. He made it so hard for them to the Bible says that they did not want to listen because of hard bondage and cruel labor. Pharaoh made it so hard for them so that they would not go to God, so that they could not leave. The devil does the same thing to us. We see people walk in here and they're happy and they're excited and they walk out of here and they say, we're coming back. And the devil says, oh no, you're not. You're not going back over there. Because if you keep going back over there, God's about to do something and I'm going to lose what I have. So he begins to fight them in their houses and on the streets and in the store. And they get sick and they blame it on all kinds of things and they can't go back to church. Because the devil don't want you to go to church. He don't want you to be with God. So all kinds of things happen and then they don't show up. And then I see some of them in town. And they oh yeah, we need to go back. But they don't, because the devil has jumped into the midst too. And people begin to lose their enthusiasm that they have because they let the devil get them. Once the devil starts fighting you, keep it in your mind. God must be about to do something big. He must be going to do something that the devil's acting crazy. If it is so hard for me to do something for God, that's because the devil knows that if I do it, something big is about to happen. The children of Israel, they were so miserable and so tormented till they didn't even want Moses to talk to them anymore. They just wanted him to go back. In fact, they said, why would you give him, and I'm paraphrasing, a sword to kill us? Why would you do that? We were doing just fine. And now you made him hate us. And now he wants to kill us. And God was like, you just don't know what I got in store for you. If you hold on, I'm going to bring you out of this place. But you got to suffer a little while. The devil's going to get mad. He's going to get crazy. But don't give up. We're going to Matthew 27, 45 through 52. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there, when they heard that, that this man called for Elias, Straight away, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let me, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom, from the earth did quake and the rocks ran. The graves were opened and many 
See, right before Jesus was going to go get the keys to hell and death, right before he was going to get all power was going to be given unto him in heaven and in earth, he had to go through something else. When God is getting ready to do something bigger for you, you have to go through something else in order to get it. And when he has a next level for you, the devil don't want you to get to that level. So he acts crazy again before you can get to the next level. So first he tempted Jesus for 40 days, but then Jesus pulled through and he was able to go and preach the gospel and be able to heal all that were sick and diseases. But when it was time for him to do even something greater, he had to go through it again. And that's when the devil began to beat him, began to spit on him, began to mock him, began to strip him of his clothes, began to do all these things to him because he was trying to stop him from doing something so great that the whole entire world would be benefited from. What would have happened if Jesus would have said, this is too much, I'm not doing this. We wouldn't be here today. But because he endured the cross and he let those bad things happen and he just went and suffered until the end, when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. And when it was finished, he hung his head and died and he went down and took the keys to hell and death. He became the author. He became the authority. He became the one in charge. He became the one to say who lives and who dies. Before that, death was the one that reigned. But after Jesus died, he is the one that reigns. When you go through something, just let it happen. Because God is about to do something so big for you. But you just got to hold on. When he hung his head, that veil went rent in twain. The devil no longer could keep us out. It was no longer just one person can go before the throne of grace. It was now anybody that believes in God can go to the throne of grace. All of us. That veil was rent in twain. There is no more separation. Jesus had made it possible for us to be one with God all by ourselves. We don't need a priest. We don't need nobody else. Because if every wants to serve the devil we can make our own decision I want to serve the Lord we don't need a priest anymore because back in the day if the priest didn't do good all the people got punished because the priest didn't do good but nowadays if you go to Jesus you can go to Jesus on your own Lord everybody's acting up but I want to serve you and you can go to serve Jesus by yourself if you have to. It is good to have everybody to serve God with, but if it all came down to it and it was only you, you can make that decision. Lord, I want to be with you. Don't let situations stop us from getting what God has for us. He said in the day of adversity, consider which means when things begin to happen that are so wrong, begin to think, what does God have in store for me? Because it must be huge. If all of this is happening at one time, what God has for me must be big. And if we let go, we're not going to never see it. If we turn around, we're never going to get what God has in store for us. But if we hold on, we will find out what he has in store for us. Jesus endured that cross and when it was done and he gave up the ghost, he said, all power 
is given unto me in heaven and in earth. That was the biggest thing that could have ever happened. And he got it because he endured the cross. He endured the temptation. He endured all that he had. And he did pray. Father, it is all things are possible. Take this cup from me. Because he was going through a lot. He knew what was going to happen to him. So he prayed, Father, if it's possible, take this cup. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. When you begin to struggle and go through something, it's okay to say, Lord, if it's possible, take me away from this. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Because if it's God's will that you go through that, it's because he has something so big for you. that you need to get it, but the devil will try to stop you. What happened to Daniel when Daniel wanted wisdom? He asked God and he wanted wisdom. He began to fast and to pray and seek God. And the devil got in the mix too and went to fight the angel that was sent to him. And Daniel had to wait 21 days before he got his answer. But when the, the angel got there, he said, the devil withstood me one in 20 days. I was fighting for you. I was fighting trying to get here because God had gave the commandment the day that Daniel wanted to serve the Lord. You don't think that God knows the day that you want to serve him? The day when you really turn your heart to God and say, Lord, I want to know who you are. The devil knows that day too. And when he sees that he has no more place in your heart, he gets angry. As long as you let him live there, he's fine. But when you begin to kick him out because you want God to live there, the devil begins to get angry because now he feels homeless. He is kicked out of his house. You're letting somebody else come in, someone that is better than him. And he begins to get angry and he begins to try to torment you. He begins to try to lie to you. He begins to try to afflict you and take what you have. But just hold on because the worse that it is, the bigger the blessing God has for you. If it's not that big, the devil really don't care. You can go to church all you want to and he don't care. He's just watching. But as soon as you really turn your heart, I'm going to serve the Lord. He's right there. He knows the fakes from the real. He knows the hypocrites. He knows the show-offs. He knows all of them and don't care. But when he sees that heart become humbled and you really want to know Jesus, then he starts acting crazy and starts trying to put a stop to it. We're going to 1 Peter 4, 1 through 2. For as much then as Christ had suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves. Likewise, with the same mind, for he that had suffered in the flesh that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. Amen. As soon as you cease from sin, as soon as you hear that Jesus knock on your heart and you open that door, the devil knows he has to go. He knows he can no longer stay there because light and darkness cannot be in the same place. And so he knows when Jesus knocks on your door and you open that door, he knows he has to go. And he begins to try to tear up the place. He wants to make this big old scene and destroy everything because he has to leave. Well, let him destroy it because God can repair anything that the devil messes up in your life. They said that that man was dead. They thought he was dead. But see, Jesus was there. So although the devil might tear up everything in your life, Jesus is there. And he just took that man and lifted him back up. And the man was just fine. 
let Jesus in your heart and no matter what the devil wants to do let Jesus stay there if he acts crazy just stay with the Lord because the more crazy he is the bigger the smile should be on your face that I know that God has something so big for me that the devil don't want me to have you can begin to smile and to begin to praise God that he has already begun to work and when God has started something in you he said I will finish it. When Jesus went to the scene, he didn't back away. He was there to finish what he had started. And when he commanded that devil to leave, he still stayed there because the work wasn't done. But when he lifted up that child again, then the work was finished. If God has started something in us, let him finish it. Don't let the devil make us leave and turn from what God has planned for us. He has something so planned for big for us. Big. Bigger than we could possibly imagine. And the devil knows that. So he starts trying to act crazy. How many times have you got into an argument with somebody and when they know they're wrong they get loud? Because they need a point to, they need to paint this picture so you'll believe it because they know they're wrong. So they get loud. When people point out your own problems, you begin to justify it because the truth hurts sometimes. So they say, well, you did this or I did that because. And you begin to justify yourself and you have to really say it with, with authority because you need them to believe it. That's the same thing the devil does. When Jesus gets on the scene, he begins to rationalize why he can stay where he's at. This is my house. I own this. Look what I can do. But just stay there because he has a short period of time to act crazy. And once he's done throwing his fit, he has to leave. If you stay with Jesus, he has to leave. So when God has a big blessing for us and everything seems to start going wrong in our lives, job is being funny, people at the job are being weird, car doesn't start good, everything's breaking down, I can't seem to get a break, that's when you need to start thanking Jesus. We're like, Lord, I don't know what you got for me, but let me hold on because it's gonna be big. If I gotta go through all of this, that blessing that you have for me is well worth it. Help me to hold on. I don't wanna pray, Lord, take me out of the fights, but bless me to endure to the end. Because if I get out, then I don't get that big blessing. But if I endure to the end, you will receive that big blessing. Jesus knew what he was going to go through, and he prayed, Lord, if it's possible, take me out, take this cup away. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And when God has his way in your life, there is no sorrow attitude. It's nothing but peace and joy and love in the Holy Ghost. Don't let the devil make it look bad. I don't care if it is bad. Hold on. Keep the faith. Keep being strong. And one day, Jesus will command. He let him do it for a while. He watched and then even talked to the man. How long has he been like this? I can imagine that guy was just down there foaming up the mouth and Jesus is not really took and talked to the parent. How long has he been like this? Does it matter? Help. <laughs> you know, he said, I need help now. But the man wasn't like that. He didn't be so, I, I need it now. Don't you see what's going on? He knew that there was somebody standing there that could do something. So if Jesus is waiting, it must be for a reason. And he answered those questions. He's been like this for a, since he was a child. It looked like Jesus wasn't in a hurry. But I can imagine that sometimes you, 
your blessing is so huge till he does give the devil a chance to try to do what he can do. And then when he finds out he can't, he keeps his promise. I will not suffer you to go through more than you can bear. So he probably waited until that man was about to break. And when that man was about to break, then he cast that devil out. And then he still just because God is blessing you doesn't mean that all the pain is going to go away. When God commands a blessing on you and you are receiving your blessing, sometimes things will get worse. That man got way worse before foaming and foaming was not even bad, that bad compared to what he went through after Jesus said, come out of him. Then he tore him up so bad they thought he was dead. So just because Jesus says, here's your blessing, you can have it, doesn't mean the devil's going to walk away. He might try one more time, but he has to leave. He don't have a choice to stay. Hold on. Don't let the things of this world get our attention so much till we just leave God because it got too bad. Stay with God. Stay holding on. Because right around the corner is that blessing. And if you miss it, you're going to have to do it all over again. So why suffer for two years and you only had one more day and then you give up and now you got two more years to do it? Because you got to go all the way back again just to get your blessing and don't get less. So whatever we're going through, if you hear people talk bad about you, put you down, just count that on joy. Just be happy. As long as your conscience knows that you are serving God the best you can, it does not matter what people say. It matters what your conscience is with God. So when they say, oh, you're wrong, and da, 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 and this and that, and you say, Lord, I'm doing my best, that's all that matters is what Jesus thinks about us. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Now, when they say, well, this and this and that, and you start feeling convic convicted because, okay, well, half of that is true. And, okay, yes, I then, then you have problems. Then you need to say, Jesus, okay, that might now let's go. But as long as you're talking about you, and the Bible told us we're going to be hated of all men. Everybody that don't have God is going to hate us, period. And those that turn to God will learn to love us. But if they don't have Jesus, they're going to hate us. He told us you're going to be hated of all men. People are going to hate you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to persecute you. They're going to even kill you. Some of you will even die. And Jesus will not stop it. He will let it happen for a reason. So he just said, arm your minds. Get ready. This is a fight to the end. Get ready and let's go. And we can go. And we can get all that God has for us. Saints, hold on. Don't give up. The worse it gets for you, the bigger your blessing is. Keep that in mind. Stay strong. Stay with the Lord. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The altar is open if anybody wants to come up.
lift your hands. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the bride and the morning star. You are the lily of the valley. You are the strength when we are weak. You are the bread of life. You are the living water. You are our shelter in the middle of the storm. You are our food in a starving land. You are our water in dry places. You are the robe of righteousness. You are the helmet of salvation. You are the shoes, the preparation of the gospel of peace. You are the truth that we guard the lords of our minds with. And I thank you, my God. Lord, your word is pure. Your word is tried. Your word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I thank you because you have entrusted us with your word. You have entrusted us with the precious Holy Ghost. You have entrusted us to be a part of the royal family. You have entrusted us to be the church that you are coming back for. My Father, thank you for all that you have done. And Lord, if we have committed any sins, if we have found things that we should have thought, if we have said things we should not have said, if we have lied, if we have looked at things we should not have looked at, if we have been to places we should not have been,
My Father, remember each and every one of us. Lord, when the devil comes in like a flood, lift up a standard for us. Lord, not to take us out of the fight, but to make us endure to the end. In Jesus' wonderful name. My God, I thank you when I praise you, Lord. Lord, that you will bless us to endure temptations. That you will bless us to endure to the end. That we will not fall, but that we will follow after you, my God. My Father, we've done everything that was amiss. Help us and forgive us in the name of Jesus. My Father, forgive us if we ever had any doubt in our mind. Forgive us, my God.
My father, she said that she feels sick, oh Lord God. But my father, help her in the name of Jesus. Lord, just before you deliver somebody, they always go through something. Don't let them turn from you, but let them run closer to you, my God. Don't let them let go, but let them hold on in the name of Jesus. That Lord, my God, you will be able to bless them and strengthen them and encourage them in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Lord, watch over your saints everywhere, my God. Remember Omar and Uriah. My Father, remember them in Jesus' name. My Father, remember all of your people. My Father, remember Mother Henderson and all the church. In the name of Jesus, remember Pastor Benjamin, my God. Remember, Elder Moro, Lord God. My Father, speak to them in the name of Jesus. Remember all the leaders. Lord, bless us to lead a quiet and a peaceful life in the name of Jesus. Don't let us lead the congregation wrong. Don't let us lead your flock astray. Don't let us feed them something that is not good. But my Father, give to us that we may give to them in the name of Jesus. Lord, at your appointed time, Lord, at your appointed time, Lord, give us the church, my God. We are asking in the name of Jesus, if it is your will that we get a church, that you would give us a place that we can dedicate to you and only you, my God. And Lord, if it's not your will, block it in every way, for we will be content with whatever you give us, my God, for it is nothing but the best. My Father, if it's your will, that we build the church, give us the land, give us the material, give us the finances. In the name of Jesus, all the silver and all the gold belongs to you in heaven and in earth. And you give to whomsoever you will, and you take from whomsoever you will. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My Father, remember, in the name of Jesus. My Father, let our prayers come up to you as incense and the lifting up of our hands as the evening sacrifice that we may praise thy name forever. My Father, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for the keys to the kingdom that whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Thank you for the keys to the church that you have given us, my God. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, teach us how to behave ourselves in the house of God. Lord, teach us how to behave ourselves to do this the right way, to run this church the way you want it ran. In the name of Jesus, because you are the leader. You are the provider. You are the king. You rule and you reign. And I thank you. And I praise your name, my God. Lord, you are worthy to be praised. And I thank you for being so good to us, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, I thank you. Lead us and guide us. Lord, lead us and guide us. All the steps that we take, let them be ordered by you. Don't let us do things on our own, but let us follow after you, my God, after righteousness in the name of Jesus. Lord, remember all those that could not be here today. Remember all those that did show up today, my God. Lord, continue to move and continue to work in the name of Jesus. Lord, get us ready to receive all that you have in store for us. Get us ready to receive everything that you have in store for us. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Lord, we belong to you. Mold us and make us out to thy will. We are your children. We are your sheep. We belong to you. Do unto us what seems good unto you. In the name of Jesus. Just make us pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Thank you, my God. Thank you, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And let the church say, Praise the Lord. For his mercy endureth forever. Thank you, my God. Hallelujah. The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart to live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face always upon you. And may He forever keep you.